Hello and thanks for tuning in to the Prodigy Outdoor Podcast with Tim Cool. I am coming to you from the Midwest, doing a lot of great things out here as spring is approaching, going to the gym, getting ready for turkey season, and just trying to live the best life that I can live. Today I'm going to talk about sobriety, which is something that uh, is very important to me and I hold of a high significance. You know, I've, I, I don't struggle with, you know, this sobriety I'm speaking of is alcohol related. Um, I struggled with drinking, um, starting beginning in around 2013, you know, after excessive partying and overindulgence in alcohol, I kind of didn't know how to drink in moderation. Um, it's something my friends and I just, I mean, we binge drink, you know, we didn't drink every day. When we did drink, we basically blacked out. Uh, in my case, <clears throat> I nothing's has happened of great significance. Like I've never got a DWI or arrested or have some, you know, kid that I random child or something crazy. Like you know what I mean. Um, if anything, I had just had too much fun and you know, drinking and driving and stuff like that. You know, you know, just just behaviors that aren't true to myself. And this 2013, you know, I was in college still, you know, I, I mean, that was kind of weird, you know, I, I for for a while, there was times I'd go to parties sober. And so what I'd realized was, you know, the way alcohol made me feel was un, uncomfortable. And now it's like, it's such, it's such a catch 22, because, you know, I feel uncomfortable sometimes just while being sober, I just I have anxiety, I have depression, I have OCD, you know, traits or whatever and some people have them they say they have them it's like okay you know whatever but if they've ever affected your life dramatically then you you know but um so basically i'd be going to these parties and i would drink and i i I would drink to feel comfortable and i would drink more because i wasn't comfortable and then I, i don't even really know it's hard to explain but i would black out and you know i would I tried to not drink and I would go like a year at a time and I'd say, you know, Hey, I got a handle on it. I'm going to try this again. And I'd have a drink. And then the next time I'd go out, I'd have two drinks. The next time I'd go out, I'd have three drinks. And the next time I'd, I'd be right back to where I was again. And so I did this for, you know, it would have been four or five years, you know, going back and forth between not drinking, drinking and, you know, and, kind of falling on and off the bandwagon and and now you know and, and the other thing too was when I was when I was you know I also wasn't really true to myself too for a while you know I kind of like would meet somebody like a girl and go on a date and I would be like okay I'll just drink because I'm going on this date because that's like what people do right we go get a drink and we have dinner or whatever and then I'll tell them that I don't really want to drink, like, down the road or whatever. Or basically, it's like, big fucking surprise. Like, oh, well, that's kind of weird because you drank last week out dinner, you know? So, finally, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is who I am. I don't drink. Like, it's not a thing. It's not a big deal. I'm not like some, like, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic. Sure, maybe I am, you know? I, who, who knows? I mean, by definition, I'm pretty sure, like, 
fucking kids are alcoholics. I haven't even ever touched alcohol. Like, I think it's like something crazy. Like if you have three drinks a week, you're an alcoholic. It's like, you know what I mean? So by definition, yeah, sure. I was an alcoholic, but it was more of just like a binge drinker partier, you know? And the funny thing is I actually tried to go, I actually went to AA meetings. Like I went to like three and after like the third one, I was like, okay, so here's the deal. I said to myself, I don't have like a problem. I have like the start of a problem. Like I'm snowballing into a problem. Like I haven't got a DWI yet. I haven't, you know, been arrested or I haven't done anything yet, you know, but it was like, I had to just catch the, you know, I had, I had to like go to the, I had to see the, um, consequences that other people have faced from their drinking, and it was crazy, you know, there was people there that had, like, lost their family, their house, their job, they lost everything, I mean, they're, like, you know, don't have a pot to piss in at this point, and all they have is that AA meeting, the fucking shitty black coffee there with the powdered fucking creamer, that's all they had, they're going every day, because that's the only way that they can stop drinking, that's that bad, and I never had it that bad, but, you know, I've had some dark times where, you know, a friend has died, or something like that, where, you know, that was one time where I, I don't want to call them relapses, but, you know, I hadn't drinking in a while. A friend died and, you know, <clears throat> I was at his recession, you know, his, his, you know, after party kind of thing to try to celebrate his life. And, you know, I, I started drinking. I got really drunk. Like I was still fucking drunk the next day. And I went hunting that afternoon, like hung over and I actually missed a huge buck. So, you know, there, there's a couple other times where, like, drinking's affected my hunting. And, you know, that's that's not fair to the people that are, that are around you. You know, there's people that are depending on you, you know, to go to do to do things and be accountable for your actions and be, be somebody that they can count on. And, you know, I've had friends that have blown me off because they were they, – they said they would be up in the morning to go hunting – and then they never woke up or, you know, I've done that too. Um, but there's been times where I've shown up too and I'm, you know, under the weather and stuff like that. And that that's just so uncool, man. You know, it's just like, ugh, I don't even really like think about that stuff until just now, like as I'm making this and I'm not, I'm just going off the top of my head and this stuff's like popping back up. These kind of memories that are just, you know, they're not, they're kind of embarrassing that you're like, that's not cool you know, and, you know, the other thing too, that, that, uh, you know, it's just, you know, if you have anxiety or depression or something, those types of, you know, traits or whatever, drinking is just going to magnify that, whether it's while you're drunk and you start listening to Drake and call your fucking ex-girlfriend from sixth grade, or the next day, your, your whole, your, your, you're already like trying to like fight for, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't even know if they could scientifically measure. This is my personal opinion and feelings is like, let's say I'm sober and, you know, I I already have naturally these anxious tendencies and overthinking tendencies. So for me, it's like, okay, let's say I'm already struggling to feel happy or content. You know, that's like something I'm trying to work towards, like in this moment. And then I go out drinking the next day, all that's going to be like washed away and you're going to feel like three times as bad because you're drinking a depressant and you're already struggling to not be, 
you know, I guess depressed, you know, you're already trying to be consciously aware of your thoughts and your feelings and not really trying to identify them in the whole nine yards, right? So if you go out drinking and you are, and you have these depressed, you, you, you have depression and you have things that, you know, it's just going to magnify them. So, you know, those are the biggest things. And, and the other one too is, you know, talking about friends, you know, my, I see a lot of my, my friends from back in the day, they still struggle with drinking. You know, they don't think it's a problem, you know, I, I, and it's debatable that I ever had a problem, but I saw in myself a problem and that's, that's all that matters. So with that being said, some of your friends really aren't going to be your friends if if you do decide to change any lifestyle. If you if you decide to make any lifestyle change, you know people think like sobriety is like a thing. It's like more normal to drink than not to drink. Like it's more normal to be to be like out drunk as fuck at a bar. Literally, think about this. It's more acceptable to be drunk as fuck at a bar than it is to be to not drink. Like it's more acceptable to act like an idiot than not even to drink at all. Like people will start, it's like, ah, oh, dude, you were just drunk last night. You were so funny or whatever. Or like, dude, I got in a fight last night. And they're like, dude, what happened? You know, or it that's more acceptable than like, I don't drink. They, they think that there's like a fucking like crazy long story. They think that there's like some illegitimate child or something like crazy stories. And it's like, that's not the case always. There's plenty of people who just saw it fit. To not continue to drink, and that their lifestyle or their the their goals in life don't fit that lifestyle. And um, with that being said, certain friends are with this again. I'm talking about sobriety. This is any lifestyle change, whether you want to go to the gym, you know, whether you don't want to eat f- fried food anymore. What doesn't even matter what it is. Your true friends are not going to convince you one way or the other. If somebody's your true friend, they're they're going to respect you. They have so much respect for you that they're not going to convince you to do or not to do anything. And I I learned this at the gym that I go to, like my fr- like the guys I like I that that work out there and stuff like like if th- they just it's crazy that I like it took this long to realize this. Like your friends are going to be like, yo, like, let's say you want to do a bodybuilding competition and the people you, ha- there's some people you hang out with or the gym members like that, that do bodybuilding competitions. And they're not going to be like, dude, you should do a bodybuilding competition. They're like, try to convince you to do a bodybuilding competition. You should do it. You got to do it, man. Like it's this, it's that. They don't care either way. But if you're like, hey, I want to do a bodybuilding competition, they're going to be like, yeah, all right, let's do this. Like, let's get this right, get the diet right, get the routine right. They're they're going to meet you, you know, they're going to meet you halfway. But they're not going to convince you to do it. And if you were like, oh, right, I'm not going to do it, they'd be like, okay. And then they'd still be your friend. You know, there's people that if you do decide to go down any road, whether it's the health, whatever road it is, there's going to be people that are going to try to convince you to stay on their side. And those people are not going to be there much longer. They're going to stop calling you. You're going to stop calling them. It is what it is. It's a lonely road at first, but then you start meeting people that are like so like-minded and have shared the same experiences that you have. And it makes it all worth it. 
and like it, it's not like just don't make it a thing you know like this could probably this could like really scare people probably thinking thinking like oh my god i'm gonna lose all my friends like that's not like that it's, like, it's not like you just like sign off like yeah we're not friends anymore it's just it's just what i've experienced you know if i let's say i had 12 friends that i were buddies with we've even fished together and did think did things together aside from drinking but like once i stopped drinking i was like we kind of just oh okay and that's cool like it's got to be cool just be cool about it you know and you know the other thing too is um you know like like the financial aspect like there's like the financial aspect there's like the health aspect um like for example like um you're spending money on something like that's your form of entertainment i get it but if you it's it's just crazy to me that that's like a huge lump sum of people's checks is like partying and doing things that involve partying like like um what do they call them like pub crawls and stuff and i've done all this you know it's not that i'm just i never did these things and i'm like making you know assumptions on what it's like i just think that you could spend your time and money on so much better things like especially when you start getting your upper 20s like early 30s like you really kind of gotta like figure it the fuck out like what are you trying to accomplish in life you know like i feel like people are still doing that stuff it's such it's such a turnoff it should should you should be turned off by it too like take a cooking class or something i don't know i don't, I don't even like do something else there should, should just kind of like you could still do it but you meet people all the time that's their that's their weekend thing is like going out and um in their older ages you know it's normal if you're 21 but um there's that and you're like spending money on this stuff like there has to be something else you'd rather do right like wouldn't you rather like buy something like really awesome i don't know whatever that is you're into go on a trip go hiking the option the possibilities are limitless but you just have to like figure out what you want to do and the second thing is um like the health aspect i know there's studies whatever oh if you drink one glass of wine a day i don't know but i mean it's it's like so toxic to go binge drinking and partying that it's something to really reconsider and you see a lot of people that you know no offense if you're listening to this but you know they've got like a beer belly like they're like it's like a thing these days and i don't know i guess people are attracted to it but like you know, having, like, that much fat and stuff, like, slows your metabolism down, like, it's just, it's such, it's so unhealthy to, like, have drinking as your thing, like, as your hobby, it's, like, and and people, like, make jokes about it, it's not really funny, because, like, when you're, like, you, this shit happens all the time, like, people are dying because of this stuff, like, 45, 50 years old, like, like, liver and heart problems, and, I mean, people think it's funny, but, you know, I I just, I got to the point where you have to get to the point where you're just sick of being sick, and you're sick of losing your weekends, you're sick of being unreliable, you're sick of being late, you're sick of, 
staying up and eating fucking Denny's at five in the morning. Like that's gotta, how does that not get old? Like the same things, especially like in my hometown, like no offense, but I could go back there tonight. Today is Friday. I could go tonight and do the same thing that I did five years ago with the same people. Some of the same people I did that five years ago with, I swear it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, there's so much more to life to, than, than, uh, I don't even want to say drinking because now I'm kind of getting off track. Then that, but that's just my experience with, with drinking. I don't make it a thing. I, you know, I used to count the days, but I think counting the days just kind of prolongs the lifestyle change completely. Like, oh, I haven't eaten fries in 30 days. It's like, you're still like thinking about them though. If you're just like, okay, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. You know, for a short period of time, it's it's great. Six months, three months, a year. You know, I, I know it's been over two years. I couldn't tell you the exact date, you know, because this time around, I just was like, okay, fuck this shit. I'm not drinking anymore. And that's me. Ta-da. So you have to just get to that point. And, the, and it's like you'll take five steps forward and three back. You, you know, you have to just keep trying, like chewing tobacco. I chewed for like three years. And every time I put a dip in, I'm like, I'm going to quit this shit one day. But, like, I didn't for, like, three years. And then I was just like, I don't even know what happened, how it happened, when it, I don't even know. I just stopped doing it. And, but it took a long time. And it was like, I'd go a week, and then I'd, and then I'd buy a can. And then I'd go through and then I'd go two weeks. And so it's like, you have to really give yourself, like, some credit if you're going to try to reduce or limit your partying and alcohol intake or whatever, make a lifestyle change of any sort, really. This is doesn't just have to apply to alcohol. But you got to give yourself some credit sometimes. Give yourself a break because, you know, you have like, a, are like neurons or whatever. Are, if you've been doing this for years, it's so hard to change a habit. Like, you know, like you're, I think it's like a reaction response. Like if, let's say you have a stressful day at work, Okay, what do you do? You have a drink maybe after work. Or every Friday for the last six years, you've been going to the bar with the people from work and you really don't ever really want to go, but it's just like a thing and you don't want to tell them no because you feel bad. Like, you know, you have to get to the point where you're sick of that. Like, get sick of like feeling that way. Get like, you have to get like sometimes mad and you have to get upset at yourself. Like, I'm sick of not doing what I want to do uh, because I'm worried about what other people are going to think and making my and that and so it's just it's a long road. It's hard, but like it's not hard anymore on me. You know, the initial like thought of just abstaining from the a normal thing that occurs globally is is difficult to wrap your head around at first, but. I don't really miss it. I don't really have cravings to do it. I can be around it and not drink. I've, I can, I don't have to get into, you know, some long story or somebody offers me a drink. I'm just like, I don't drink. It's cool. Like, it's cool, man. Be cool. So, I mean, if you have any questions about this, you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I think you can even comment on this this Anchor app too, but I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm going to try to do more 
podcasts um, weekly. The past few weeks, I've kind of taken a chill pill. I've been going to the gym and like just relaxing after work, reading a book, which, by the way, I would like to do a book review in the future and just really diversify, you know, because people think hunters are just some like rednecks and hunters, people who hunt, it's just a part, it's a part of who they am or who they are. It's a big part of who they are, but there's so much more than that. And, you know, most hunters aren't rednecks and we're very good people and, um, have a huge broad range of backgrounds and interests aside from hunting but uh you know the common denominator for a lot of us is hunting and that's how i met um, most of my people is through archery and hunting and and now the gym um communities it's it's been awesome so hopefully i keep the ball rolling on the podcast and i know i will it's just like I said, I just felt like taking a little chill pill and you got to do it. You got to give yourself a break sometimes. I'm, it's got to be a mentally duly noted break. Like I'm going to take, I'm going to sleep till 11 o'clock tomorrow, but I'm not going to make a habit of it. You know, sometimes you got to do that. But uh, thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys continue to and please like, share, comment and I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Thanks. Bye.